Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Well, it certainly is an interesting time of year because many, many high school students are picking colleges. Those are seniors are, are picking colleges, waiting to be accepted, working on finances and all of that. That's one aspect that parents are dealing with. The other aspect is, let's say they're in school. They just went back after some holiday break a few weeks ago. And let's say graduation coming up in the next year. Maybe it's this year. What's happening after that? Are they moving back home after graduation, which happens a lot? We are going to talk with somebody today that helps helps parents and students with career exploration and why it is so important. And it's really pretty much the gap between student life and adulthood, this whole adulting thing. Wisdom in Minutes is the name of her company. She is a career exploration coach, and she's Donda, Donda Bean, and she's with us today. Hey, Donda, how are you? Fine, thanks. How are you, Steve? Hey, Donda, it's great. Great to have you here. And wow, I never even knew that there was something uh, known as a career exploration coach. And by the way, I have a 15-year-old and a 17-year-old who is getting ready for college this year. So all this is on, on my radar. But why don't we break it down? What exactly you offer as a career exploration coach? Well, the, the concern that I have came from being a parent. I did not want my children to go off to college and uh, rack up these big bills and have these great experiences and all that and then come home and just look at me with no idea of what in the world to do next. And I realized that uh, through being a Girl Scout leader that schools were not doing much with career exploration, with, with actually getting kids to look at it for themselves. I had a Girl Scout troop, and uh, they started, I worked with the girls from third grade to the graduation of high school, and somewhere around ninth grade, they started asking me, oh, Miss Tonda, I want to go to Super Fantastic Summer Program. Can you write me a recommendation? And I would always say, of course I can. Send me a resume, and I will write you a beautiful recommendation. And the conversation would stop. Mm-hmm. They'd look at me and go, um, what's a resume? Wow. Well, Steve, you and I and everybody else who's been out in corporate knows that Having a resume is something you do before you're ready to go knock on doors. But for some reason, the schools don't really get to that. And these girls were not in just one school district. They were in three different school districts. They were in charter schools. And I had a wide range of private schools from the very, very pricey uh, ones to some of the, you know, parochial schools. And nobody had a resume. Wow. And I saw that as a danger sign. Uh, I'm I'm kind of surprised (laughs) that even that uh, a student may question what a resume is. Uh, I do want to share with you, you mentioned the Girl Scouts. I've been on the board of the Girl Scouts in the New York area for years. So I, uh, I appreciate your work. I get, I get it. Um, When we talk about career exploration, is this something that should be, truly explored during high school before we get to college, or is it something that we can also uh, look at while we're in college? 
Well, you don't necessarily have to stop when you're in college. But the idea is that if you can start, the earlier the better. If you have a general idea, what you're going to do is go from a very wide uh, focus, you know, a wide kind of horizon-looking focus to uh, a major, because a major is supposed to lead you to a career. So before you start college, it helps if you have a career that you want to be led to. Sure. So you want to go from, you know, I want to be somewhere in health or I want to help people, which is what my first, my, my, one of my daughters said. I want to help people, which is great, but that could be uh, all kinds of things. So you go from that, I want to help people to, I want to help people in a medical way or I want to help people in a legal way or I want to help people who are in trouble, that sort of thing. And that gets you to narrow it a little bit. Then after a while, you're going to narrow it even more so you get to a major. And after that, while you're in college, you're going to narrow it till you know two or three job titles so that you know where you want to go when you graduate. Do you find, Tonda, that many times students will graduate and everything's great? Yes, got awesome grades, big graduation ceremony. Yeah, everything's fantastic. Now what do I do? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. What comes next? Yeah, that that is the problem I'm combating. Because really, for parents, the big thing you want is not actually graduation. It's independent adult children. That's really the goal. The goal of the school is to get a graduation going. And they're real happy about that. And everybody's real happy about that. But if they graduate and, again, come home and look at you and go, well, uh, what's on Netflix? You're not yeah. really going to be that happy. D- totally. But you know what? Where do they find this kind of stuff in, in terms of being an adult? Like like you say, uh, and by the way, you know, look at surveys. So many people in their low 20s don't even have basic life skills of even how to cook, how to do laundry, how to turn the dishwasher on. All of those things they never got, they never needed to learn because their parents did it, then they went away to school. Um, do you think that's a, a big factor as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I involve the parents in this process, because I do the career piece. But to really be ready for adulthood, you have to be able to run a household of your own, run your own finances, and produce your own income. Those three things you must be able to do. So I'm working with the produce your own income, but the parents really have to get behind the run your own household piece and the run your own finances piece. Once you have those three, you're able to go and get your apartment somewhere and start actually maintaining yourself as an independent adult. Is that something that you help teach young people with? What I do is give them the big, broad spectrum, and I call my program the Life Launch Advantage because I give them the, the big, broad spectrum. I work with the parents as far as understanding the, the range of skills we're trying to impart here, and then I take on the career exploration piece and hope that the parents will take on the other pieces okay. or appoint the other pieces. But this is a bigger project than just one thing. And it's a bigger project than just one year. 
this, you know, learning how to run your own home, it it begins with, you know, grocery shopping. <laughs> how do you grocery shop? Do you and a lot of kids say, "Oh, you just go to the grocery store and buy stuff." No, that's how you come out with a whole lot of stuff and no meals. Right. Gross, grocery shopping really starts with planning a menu for the week. What are you going to have for breakfast? What are you going to have for lunch? What are you going to have for dinner? Then you check your cupboards and you see what you have and what you don't have. Then you make your grocery list of the things you don't have but you need and you know what you want. This adulting. And you and I both know it, it, what happens if you walk into a grocery store without a list. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I've, and it's happened. And, and I don't do it anymore because it's frustrating, a waste of time. I just keep doing laps around. Um, the adulting thing, let's be honest, not always that, that fun, but even even more challenging when you're a uh, somebody who's young and has never done it or doesn't know what to do. How about we look at it this way um, in terms of the workshops that you offer? Let's start with middle school and then let's then we'll work our way up. Yeah. Uh, how do you how do you help? students and their parents uh, develop interests and careers and move forward, you know, from a middle school standpoint? Well, a habit of highly effective people that we're going to start in mind and then work back to today. Gotcha. So I I always do that, and this is the way I start no matter what level we're, we're talking about, and I call it the Dream Big Workshop, where we start kids thinking, what do I want my life to be? What do I want my life to be? Where do I want to live? Do I want to move out to Colorado? Do I want to go to California? Do I want to live, you know, so I can commute back to my parents' house? What do I want my life to be? And then once you start answering that question, you can see that you need a certain income to hit that life, that lifestyle that you think you want. You want to go to Paris uh, twice a year? You've got to have a different uh, lifestyle than the person who wants to just go to the shore, if that's going to be your vacation. So you, you kind of need to build the whole thing and get them thinking for themselves. What do you want? What can support that? What do you like? And and this is very personal work because you're going to be going to a, a job most days. And you need to like that job. So the question is, let's start looking at what you like and then start figuring out who pays for that or what skills that translates into, what you like translates into, and how can we get you started what I call sampling. Because a lot of times kids look at things and say, yes, I want to do that. Well, that's the eeny meeny method. Oh, you know, Uncle Joe's an accountant. I think I and he he's a happy guy. I think I'd like to be an accountant. I'd like to be happy like Uncle Joe. Well, if you don't like math, yeah. you're not going to be a happy accountant. Well, it's it's funny you, you say that because my daughter, when she was much younger, and she's now 28, uh, and I have a 15 year old and a 17 year old, she wanted to be a teacher for the longest time. She always talked about it. Well, guess what she is today? A physician's assistant. <laughs> like, yes. Things change. Right. And a lot changes when you sample what's going on. 
How do you sample? I, I would, how, do, how do you do that as a student? How do you get a taste of of different occupations to to better narrow into what you you might really want to do? Well, there are several ways to do that, and you need certain skills to get into that. That's why I have this this program to help uh-huh. kids get the skills they need to get into different places. But the thing is, doors are open right now. So if you have the skills, you can get in. Because in most states in the United States, we have a volunteer hours requirement for high schoolers. And so if you, if everyone knows that high schoolers need volunteer hours, that means that they know you're going to be looking for some place to come and work a little bit. Now, a lot of people will work at the school library or some such because it's easy, it's quick, it's right there, it's convenient. But if you don't want to be a librarian, why spend your time in the library? If you think you want to be a veterinarian, you need to you know, use your skills, which we're going to develop in Wisdom in Minutes, and then take those skills and get yourself over to a veterinary clinic. And by going over there as a volunteer, you start getting other skills, skills particular to veterinary medicine, and you get to see whether you really like that environment. If you're thinking to yourself, oh, I love being with dogs. I love being with, they're so cuddly and happy. And you realize that when the dogs come to the veterinarian, they are neither cuddly nor happy. They're Mm -hmm. sick, they're upset, they're grouchy. If you don't want to deal with the grouchy dogs and the nervous owners, then maybe you don't want to be a veterinarian. But it's good to see that before you start paying for veterinary school or for the schooling that leads to veterinary school. Let's look at it from the standpoint of uh, a middle school student or even just a, you know early high school. How can they get a, a view of these things? Like, for example, we talk about being a, a vet, you know, veterinary clinic. Is, is it yeah. possible just to show up and say, yeah, I want to volunteer. Let me try that. Or if it's a doctor's office or, or whatever it might be, is that, uh, is, that, is that suggested that you want to go there and uh, get a taste of it in that way? Well, that, that's what we're working towards, but there's a way to present yourself. So we work on on ways to present yourself, both in person and on paper, and we start the the process of networking. Start and and I just call it talking around, so it doesn't sound as intimidating. But we get the kids started, but with purpose. So they're not doing it just to be doing it. They're not doing it to check a box. They're doing it to see their own future and to uncover what I call the sweet spot, which is that overlap between work that you do for payment and work that you do for enjoyment. Your career, your dream career, is somewhere in the overlap that you can do something for enjoyment and get payment. Gotcha. So we're trying to find that, and that takes a while. That is a process. A lot of kids come out of college, they need a job next week. Oh, who has a job? Let me just get it. And then you're off on this whole, um, you know, and you know these people. I hate those people. I hate that place. Oh, right? 
Uh, believe me, I, I know I could I could name many people that say that in my world about their job. <laughs> they, uh, right. And and I actually met uh, I joined a group just a, it's a men's group. A uh, friend suggested it. Great, great experience. Just, you know, guys talking about their lives and, and goals and things like that. This is two days ago. And one dad came with his 27 year old son, which is kind of cool yeah. that they, they went together and listening to the son. Uh, they asked, what is, what's he doing? Well, I need to, I need to get a job. I need to, you know, move life forward. Well, what are you doing? What do you, what do you like? He was a telemarketer and he lasted literally a few days. And I was actually familiar with the company that he was at, but here's the thing. He whispers like he could barely even hear him when he, when he talks, but Uh. right. And we all said, yeah, you know, it's probably not the best thing for you, but he's got a, an affinity for, um, fitness so, you know, we asked, um, do you have a certification? No, not yet. And the thought was, well, hey, start going, to, you know, go to a gym, get entry level, even work in the front desk to learn the, the process. They may pay for your certification. Um, but, you know, there, I'm sure there's a lot of people in their 20s that are, are faced with the same situation. And, and gosh forbid, they're paying for college and still don't know what they want to do. And that's the problem. Uh, according to the National Student Clearinghouse, right now, uh, most most people take six years to finish undergrad. And that is a problem because most people, most parents are, are looking for that four-year completion. So those extra two years throw everything off, even if you thought you had it covered. And then the, the, the other figure is that Fifty to seventy-five percent of college graduates are estimated to not work in their field of study. What was that number again? Between fifty and seventy-five percent. Tonda, that's a huge number. It is. Jeez. It is. And 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 does that make you pause as a parent? <laughs> uh, in a heartbeat. That you would spend all that time, money, and effort to get a child trained in something, and then they say, ah, "I don't like it." Um, and there's, that's why you're here. <laughs> yes, that's the mission. My gosh. Let's, let's look at, and we have, we'll, we'll we can deal with uh, college students and uh, also high school students, but middle school, we started there. The program that yeah. you have, the career exploration, kind of like a core course, I guess you would call it. Uh, let's break that down. What are some of the things that, that you offer in that course? Well, first we do an assessment. So I, I do have them take a, uh, an interest in assessment so that we can see what kind of uh, fields that they test well for. And then instead of taking it as an eeny meeny thing, which most kids do, they say, oh, this said that I should be an A, B, or C. No. Let's say that, that that's things you should try. Those are things you should sample, A, B, and C. And then we get them into the idea of, how they're going to communicate with people as they go out. So this is part of the learning to present yourself. You're going to communicate with people in these different places and find out what other options are working, say, in the veterinary field. So if you go out to the veterinary uh, clinic and you're realizing that's not quite it, even as you're there, realizing you're not quite, that's not quite it is valuable, number one. 
But then since you're talking to all these people who are in that field, they may know other things that you could do that are animal health related and be able to tell you about programs and uh, scholarships and which schools in the area have strengths in which areas of animal health, and you'll be able to start taking surveys. So that's, you know, the talking around piece that we, we train them on, developing their questions. And we also work on getting you to present yourself well on paper. As you go to each place, you're going to start having things to put on your resume. So we get them thinking in terms of that and looking at what they really want, what they liked most, and all that. So that's the part, that's the dream big part and the, the career-focused piece. Then we take uh, a, that information and start looking at what would you want in a college. And for middle schoolers, we're talking about what would you want in a high school. And we actually say, okay, if you want to go into science, for example, you're at a great advantage if you take calculus in high school. But there's a whole series of mathematics courses you have to take in order to get to calculus. And you need to know you want calculus in about ninth grade because you need to have algebra taken before you can take algebra 2, trigonometry, and geometry, and pre-calculus. So these are things that just let you know, even looking in a broad scope that I want to go into some a STEM career, you need to know that in middle school so you can choose a high school, number one, that offers the calculus, the, the AP calculus that you might need, or the AP chemistry, or the AP physics. Just having a broad idea lets you know what you need in a high school. And then as you go through high school, you're going to start looking at colleges that have strengths where you want the strengths. So if you're wanting to go to veterinary school, let's look at who, who has a good pre-veterinary medicine kind of program and who has a good acceptance rate. So we look at all that. Now the thing is, the parents are not always the best ones to deliver these messages because teens want to differentiate. That's a human development issue. The teens want to differentiate from their parents and therefore cannot say, sure, that's a good idea, to everything the parent says, ah. which is why you need to call in someone else, and I'm the someone else. And do you, and thank you for that, do you feel that even though the, the best intentions are there for guidance counselors and the guidance department at middle schools, high schools, um, you don't always get the, the deeper details and the personalized approach that, uh, that you offer? Of course, of course. The thing is, um, a lot of times, in, in some school systems at least, they no longer call them guidance counselors. They call them school counselors. Okay. Because they're really going to help you with what you need to do at this school. Gotcha. Yeah. And All right. We're, we're just it's, about it's out of time. It's subtle, but it's important. Yeah. Well, when you look at it, when you frame it that way, I can totally see that. Uh, there's, there's so much here to talk about. We're almost out of time. I want you uh, to tell us how somebody connects with you. Let's say this is resonating with a parent. 
they have a child in middle school, high school, even college, and uh, just the the warning light went off in, in their mind as to what's what's ahead. Uh, how do they connect with you, Tonda? I have a website called wisdominminutes.com, and you can always reach me through that website. And we can schedule on your website. I see that you have that a strategy call, and it's free. The, the initial call is free. Yes, the initial call is free. And we just talk about what's going on in your world, what is bothering you, and then we talk about what things I could possibly help you with. I'm not for everyone, but I, I always do try to bring some value and give you an insight. I'm not college admission the way a lot of people want college admission. I am career exploration. Gotcha. So that you know what you want in college. Which I'm not the expert, but I got to say that is more important than anything else because as as you said in the beginning, we're spending so much money, time, energy, effort. It is the life of of your your child and you. There's a lot going into it, only to find out that they emerge from graduation and don't know what they want to do, or isn't they're not into what they majored in, or they don't know what to what to do after they come out of college because they don't have those adult and life skills. So what you offer is huge. I, I, I I've never heard of it before. So I guess that's why we're talking <laughs> about it. It's great. Yes, and and this is my personal crusade. This is my my stand that I'm making that we're going to do this better. And it, if it can't happen from the school systems, because the school systems are, they're like ocean liners. Yeah. They take a long time to change direction. But each household is like a canoe. You can change direction today, right now. And if you, Steve, came home and announced that we're all going to be vegans, they might be shocked. But <laughs> guess what? You'd only buy vegan uh, groceries and, and the household would be vegan. Exactly. You would take action and and, yes. and achieve that goal. And by the way, I love your analogy with the ocean liner and the canoe. The, the ocean liner has potentially thousands of passengers on it. How do you take care of every single one of them and guide them the way they need to be in, in terms of their career and school where the canoe smaller and we can reach out to somebody like you to help pilot that, that canoe a little bit easier than uh, the school might be able to. Website is wisdominminutes.com. Tonda, great meeting you. Great having you on here. And uh, lots to talk about in the future. I'm looking forward to it. Great. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips that you plan in advance, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends for which you make a group chat three months before so that nobody or anything is missing? Or your daughter's first birthday party? You planned it with such dedication that instead of the first, it felt like our quince's. The same way you plan each detail for those moments. Start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. 
Protecting your family is the best plan you can make. Get started at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.